Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week. We talk about real estate, everything you need to know, whether it is tips, education, updates, any home-related matter. Whether you're actually in the market buying or selling, or if you're just looking for ways to maintain your property, to decorate it or improvement, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners. Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and... Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate needs, give any of the whole home, she- whole home show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. I love being your host here. I've been uh, doing this show now on weekends for four years. I've been selling Victoria, selling in Victoria here since 1991. So it's been 30 years for me of helping people buy or sell real estate with hundreds of transactions uh, I've experienced and seen almost every scenario you can imagine. But every day brings a new one, which is the reason why I like sharing them with you every week. If you need another opinion or you want to talk about real estate, reach out to me. I'd be happy to chat with you. You can find my contact information and the rest of the whole Home Show team members on our uh, page on the CFAX 1070 website. Visit CFAX1070.com. Look under shows, there you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. So a lot of things are happening out there in real estate. Yes, prices are going up. Much of that has to do with demand. It's a supply and demand situation. We've got low inventory right now. There's a lot of demand, including people coming from outside of the region here. By the way, we're not talking international buyers. We're talking people from the lower mainland, from Ontario, from other parts of the country Uh, It's not like Canadians have found Victoria. They've always known it's a place to come to. And, you know, when you think about it, the pandemic really has caused people to reassess their lifestyle and where they want to be. And that's one of the reasons why our market is what it is right now. But it's not just the market that has increased values here. Something else that has happened is there have been increases in labor costs there have been increases in materials as well. And that's what we're talking about today. Our guests from the construction industry are Kathy Witcher. She is the executive director of the Urban Development Institute, Victoria. Rory Kumala, the CEO of the Vancouver Island Construction Association. And Mike Miller, president of Abstract Developments. They'll be talking with us all about their experiences right now out there in the construction world and how it is affecting the market through the escalating prices of products. So going to be an amazing episode. And if you've got a story or a question that you'd like to post to us, we'll talk about it here on the show. Give us a call. The phone number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Be sure to leave a message and I will get back to you. We'll talk about your real estate related question on a future show. You can also find us. And again, contact information for all of our whole home show team members uh, by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. 
all of our contact information is there. Or you could always reach out to me. Just Google Tony Joe Real Estate or go to the Prime Real Estate Team, primeteam.ca. We'd be happy to help you. You know, something I want to talk about today, because it seems like we've been talking a lot about multiple offers, bidding wars, uh, escalating values, uh, all of these things that are market specific, and they still exist. But a question that has come up to me a lot in the past week, not only by consumers, by colleagues, by friends, by fellow realtors, but the question is this whole notion of getting into the real estate market and how people can enter the market considering the fact that prices are so high right now. And it brings us to a conversation about higher density, about living in a condo, starting off in a condo to get into the market to achieve your ultimate real estate goal uh, a few years down the road. See, one of the biggest things that has happened with the way the Victoria market has gone is the dream or the goal of having a first home or an early home being a house in a nice neighborhood with a white picket fence, with a garage, with a space, maybe with a suite. That is getting out of reach for most first-time home buyers right now. Now, sure, interest rates are at an all-time low right now. It has caused a lot of people to be able to enter the market who would not otherwise have been able to enter the market. And especially houses that have legal suites, which is the reason why Langford has become so popular and continues to become popular. The legal suite income can be used to uh, in the qualification of a mortgage. So it's really, it is truly a mortgage helper. We call it a mortgage helper in advertising, but it is truly a mortgage helper. But for those that don't have the budget, don't have the income or don't have the down payment to get that first house, which, which, which by the way, they're knocking on the door of $900,000 nowadays. Uh, any listener here who bought your house in the early 80s or even before that, hey, you remember when houses were $40,000 or $60,000, uh, mine. Prices surely have changed, right? Well, this whole notion of getting into the market and your first home being a condo, just think about it this way. You need to live somewhere. And whether you're paying rent and giving it to a landlord or you are paying your own mortgage, that is really the big question. And there are times in the market where there's a big difference between what you can rent and what you can buy. And think about renting an apartment versus owning a condo. Now, fast forward to today with the way interest rates are and the fact that you can buy a house with five a condo or whatever, 5% down and a whole bunch of other government programs such as first time home buyers programs, uh, so many things that Denise, our mortgage broker, our mortgage expert can, can help you out with. For many, there, it makes sense now to buy the condo instead of rent. Now, the biggest question is, do condos go up in the same way that houses do? Well, they don't. And that is just a fact. There's a hierarchy to value increases. And it starts with houses. And then it goes to uh, attached, like duplexes, and then townhouses, and then finally condos. Generally speaking, the houses are the first thing to go up in a rising marketplace. And the condos are the first things to slow down in a softening marketplace. That is just the reality. But when you think about the fact that you need to live somewhere and you need to make your monthly payment, whether it's going to be rent or a mortgage, 
it makes sense to own because every month you're chipping away at your principal. And at the same time, provided the market's doing all right, the value of your condo is going up as well. That's a compounding effect. You don't get that when you rent. And uh, that's the reason why it's attractive to get into condos. Now, I think about a lot of condos I help people get into when I started in the business. 1630 Quadra, the Sandpiper, 909 Pembroke, all of these buildings, which I sold when they were $80,000. And nowadays, they're trading in the 300s or, you know, three whatever. Uh, that, first of all, is a function of the market. But, you know, hey, I've been selling for 30 years. So a lot of people that bought back then now own their places cash outright, or they have converted their uh, condo into their next home. And that's how you get forward in the real estate business. So talk to us, uh, your home real estate, your whole home show real estate team and myself. If you have family members or friends who are thinking about getting to the market and want to know the strategy, how to get there, there is a way to get there. Anyways, we need to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll be talking about rising materials and product costs and how it affects new home construction in the region here back in just a moment you're listening to the whole home show with tony joe on cfax 1070 thanks for coming back you're listening to the whole home show and i'm tony joe we're talking today about the market and not just the real estate market because we, we all know it's busy but we're looking at the market in terms of material costs how much is costing nowadays to actually put these things together? And who better to speak to than one of the prominent developers here in Greater Victoria? You've seen the signs and the developments, abstract developments. And of course, with us, we have right now Mike Miller. Mike, thanks for coming. Good morning, Tony. Thanks for having me. So, you know, it, it makes me wonder, I mean, the timeline from when you start thinking about marking a development to when it's actually done and everyone's moved in because it takes years, right? Seven, approximately. Seven years. People forget about that. You know, I mean, that's a long time, right? So uh, seven, seven years is our average. Okay. So when you start marketing and you start, uh, you've got to put the numbers together because you need to figure out what the offering is going to be to prospective buyers. So then you got to do your math and you got to figure out what each stick of lumber is going to cost, what the flooring is going to cost, well, all that kind of stuff. But then it changes during the process, right? All the time. All the time. Okay. And I mean, that's got to be a stressful thing. I mean, how does that, uh, how do you deal with that? Well, it's one of the many stressors, Tony, of course, with any given uh, performa. What we do is we are, we always set our budget, our pro forma based on current market value on both revenue and on cost side. And then of course, as it goes through the, the years, months, months, years, we, we, we true it up along the way. And then of course, when you, when you enter into the construction period, that's when you want to bring in your costs and lock them down, uh, hope, hopefully lock them down. But, uh, but yeah, you just track it along the way and then you keep watching revenue, keep watching costs and just kind of Honestly, you, 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 plan for the, you plan for the worst and hope for the best. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, the hope is that the market at least remains steady and hopefully goes up. That's not always true. I mean, we've both been in markets where they go the other way, right? Com completely correct. You, you, I mean, we've been very lucky in Victoria. We, we, we're, not, we're not strong on velocity, 
but we are very strong on stability. And so while we don't see significant jumps compared to other cities, you know, say Vancouver, where they see significant jumps. I mean, obviously, currently we're struggling or we're seeing one uh, with with the revenue side, but not so volatile. Um, so it's so it's it's slower and it's clunkier but still similar uh, stressors to other markets. Okay. And again, I mean, this, this whole conversation today came about because of a news piece that had talked about the uh, rising cost of lumber, right? And how in single family homes, which you do as well too, um, how the cost of lumber alone has increased by anywhere from 10 to $30,000 in a house. And yeah, yeah, we track it per square foot. It's $8 per square foot on the cost right now, additional to what it was before. It's gone up eight dollars a square foot, correct? Which is significant oh. for a multifamily. Yeah, no kidding, right? Um, so, and, and at the end of the day, it's the consumer who bears this this cost. I mean, it, yeah, you know, it's interesting philosophy, Tony. The 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 you know developers obviously or builders whatever always want to charge uh, market value, which in the end of the day is the consumer that determines the market value, supply and demand. Yeah. But if the, if the performer doesn't work due to costs or what have you, it doesn't come to market. So then demand or supply goes down, demand goes up. So you are correct. In the end, the consumer pays the cost. Oh, you know, that's a really interesting concept you've brought up. And it does make sense. If the numbers don't work for you in a development and you just don't proceed, it means that that inventory didn't come to market. Yeah, that's that's one one good example. Or Victoria, I think struggles. We're getting a little bit off topic here. I think Victoria, Greater Victoria, just yeah. want to be clear, struggles with approvals uh, and entitlements more than that. So the pipeline of applications in in Greater Victoria is way greater than the than the reality. So mm-hmm. if all approved, if all projects in the pipeline were approved, say overnight, and they all got started overnight, we would see a downward push on on cost on yeah. cost to the end consumer yeah that that seems to be the the, the 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 common that seems to be the common theme because then you could cycle faster right so Cor- correct correct yeah oh, very interesting um hey listen i want to just actually move for a quick second here to covid because here we are uh during covid times this has also had an impact on developers and builders um, as far as the workplace is concerned, because we can't operate the same way as before where you have all these guys working on a site at the same time. There's a whole bunch of uh, COVID uh, protocols that need to be adhered to as well too, right? C- completely with wash stations, masks, it slowed things down for sure a little bit in the production side, but okay. you know, I'll, I'll speak from a uh, position of gratitude. We're very lucky that we've been deemed an essential service uh, for the most part across the country. And uh, we've kept a lot of people employed and albeit a little bit, a little bit challenging, we've remained uh, to keep people employed and, and supporting their families and paying their mortgages and stuff. So we're very fortunate. All right. Now, but, but surely this has affected productivity in some way because you can't, it's got to be harder to, 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 to schedule all the different trades and get them all in the same place at the same time and all that kind of stuff. Right. Com- completely true. Tony. Especially in multifamilies where you're, you can only circulate through the building so many different ways uh, from a safety standpoint. Yeah. And, uh, and yes, it's very challenging. Hmm. Um, what are you, how do you feel about the future? Like looking ahead, 
with all these unknowns, of course, aside from the fact that we have demand clearly. So, you know, a lot of people are, are coming to town. We were talking about that just before we, uh, we started recording here. Um, how is it feeling for you uh, as, a, as a developer? Well, so first of all, I, I live in Victoria and work in Victoria, so I feel very grateful to live to live here. I think we're we've got one of the best places on earth, to be totally uh, honest with you. And that's yeah. not me being overly promotional. I think that um, the future for Victoria, uh, you know, notwithstanding, they have their challenges around housing, and there's that comes in all shapes and sizes, whether it's hard hard to house you know, in, in downtown or, or affordability or, or migration, people coming from other parts of the country and now North America, we're starting to see a lot more uh, immigration from the U.S. I'm starting to see a lot more. That's going to just continue to push, push prices. I, I'm disappointed that it's going gonna, it's gonna to pull first-time home buyers out of the market and or lower their expectations of what they're hoping to, to achieve. And um, so, well, I think it's a great place to live and we certainly can't close the doors to people that are, that are coming here, especially from other parts of Canada. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great country to live in and it certainly should have the ability to move around. Uh, and um, the only way to, to tackle that is work together, um, bring, you know, it's a business plan, bring the business plan, whether the, you know, the buyer being the end group, the developer being the facilitator or build, or builder and the municipality being the partner and then trying to do it in a very uh, in a, a very respectful and appropriate way within the neighborhoods and that is a whole nother TV you know well whole nother radio show but, yeah. <laughs> but 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 it's a challenge but 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 you know people struggle but where do you where where do you like how, how do you make it all work because it's got it's got to work somewhere yeah and or or else we just struggle well okay so it, it oh man you're right this we got to do this again uh, at another time because yeah. we're running out of time here but so in the case of bellwood for instance i mean the the development part of that was you also producing some uh additional housing for for victoria right C correct correct and yeah most of that is people from victoria moving in okay um now, when when you've been doing developments, you've also uh, uh, um, given the city also uh, uh, more affordable housing in the marketplace as well, too. Right? We we are starting to, uh, you know, due to political will and and the programs that are coming out, we're starting to roll in usually ten percent of affordable housing on multifamily condominium developments. Yeah. As 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 a community amenity contribution back to the community and to to stimulate those those people that are that are on a little bit lower uh, uh income and barriers to entry or greater okay so i want to just circle back for the remaining time that we yep. have here because we're talking about material costs and that's the thing because even though you're providing that 10 percent of uh, affordable housing the prices still have to be in alignment with the uh, increases in material costs that you are dealing with as a developer, right? T totally. And right now we are seeing an infliction where costs are still creeping up a little bit uh, and they have for about the last year and a half. Um, lumber being the, the, the worst example yep. where, where costs have gone up significantly. But what's happening is, is there was a bit of a uh, sort of a halt, if you will, where projects just weren't quite working. Yeah. And, and right now they're going to start to work again, unfortunately, due to pricing increases. You know, and when I say unfortunately, it sounds like we're maybe becoming more profitable. That's not the case. The case yeah. is, is, is that it's a balance between cost and revenue and the revenue will pick up. So for the short term, it makes a lot of sense. And then, and then costs fall right behind it. And then, and then it stops again. Amazing. So it's kind of, it's, but at the end of the day though, Tony, 
affordability keeps getting harder and harder because they both push up and you are correct in your earlier statement, the buyer pays it. Goodness. Well, Mike, thanks for joining us. Mike Miller from Abstract Developments. You'll see the developments all over the place. Uh, always very knowledgeable. Thanks for coming on the show, Mike. Great. Thanks for having me, Tony. Always a pleasure. Yeah. And um, we need to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show. So, of course, the market has recently been crazy in Victoria. Anyone who's made an offer on a house pretty well knows that you're fighting for it. And it's multiple offers. And it is crazy time out there right now. We talk a lot about the fact that there's people coming in from out of town. And they're not foreign buyers, by the way. None of them are. Our foreign buyers now are from Vancouver or Ontario. And I'm talking Vancouverites and Ontarians, right? And that's what's happening in the marketplace right now. But the topic today has a little bit to do, actually a lot to do with inventory. Because the reason why we're at where we're at right now is because there's not enough inventory. And the people that work hard to try to put inventory in the region are the developers or the builders. And with us right now from the Urban Development Institute of Victoria is uh, Executive Director Kathy Witcher. Kathy, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, first, tell our listeners, uh, tell our listeners about UDI and what UDI does. Um, so UDI is a nonprofit, and uh, my membership is corporate. And basically, what we do is we advocate for the development industry when it comes to policy. Uh, policies that the developer or the uh, municipalities are either reviewing or creating. Um, we also have a very large uh, component of education um, with UDI. Because of COVID, we obviously are not doing our face-to-face -face networking, so we're we've tried to tried to adapt as best as we can with um, you know online webinars and and so on. So yeah, we're we're, we're challenged as much as everybody else is. Yeah, and I have to say, having gone to many UDI uh, events uh, pre-COVID, they, uh, you know, the speakers, the experts, you know, from all over that come and talk about development and bringing their knowledge to Victoria, plus the people who are in the room are the sort of Victoria's who's who of the development uh, community, and they are they are just fantastic. Um, but we are talking today about how development costs are also a very important factor in, in, in the market, both in what's available and, and pricing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what are your, what are your members telling you? What are you hearing? Um, yeah, it's, it's a tough, uh, tough situation out there right now, obviously with the rise of, of um, material costs, you know, wood and, and steel and everything. Um, on top of labor costs as well have have gone way up. So yeah, unfortunately, all those costs are layered on on top of each other and it goes to the end buyer. Mm -hmm. um, you who know, is the there's, person, who is the person that buys? Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's, um, it's not not a good situation. No. Uh, because here's the thing. I mean, people often, and it's kind of hard to swallow, especially if somebody is going from their larger house and they're looking at a newly built condo in downtown Victoria, and they look at the cost per square foot and they go, well, I'm selling my 2000 square foot house for a million dollars and I'm buying a 900 square foot condo for $800,000. Like it doesn't seem to work. They don't, 
they don't it seems weird right yeah doesn't compute no but but so much of that is the like you said labor material cost and also the development cost right like the time and process right yeah yeah and the process that that's you know one of the the sticking points with developers is the application process that goes on with the municipalities and and udi works very hard with the with the municipalities and you know what i really do have to give them some kudos um when covid started um they adapted really quickly to an online process all of the municipalities did um and, and they really have, they have kept the applications going through, but not fast enough. You know, it's, it's just, it, there's backlogs in all the municipalities. I would, I would hedge to bet. Okay. Well, and of course, one of the, one of the great things that we have here is 13 municipalities that uh, yeah. developers get to get to work with. Right. Um, but all of the, all of the municipalities also have different timelines. I mean, we all know that uh, I had Stu Young on the, <laughs> Stu was here, uh, uh, last year, I think it was, or a couple of years ago and was talking about the, whatever it is, the seven hour program he's got, yeah. right. Yeah. And then we look at Saanich, we look at Victoria and the timelines are very different, right? Yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is, it's, yeah. You know, Langford definitely has a different way of, of doing it, but they've also got the land there, whereas, you know, Victoria, it's a little bit more difficult. You're talking infill, mm-hmm. um, which takes more time. You're dealing with heritage and, and you know, all of that. So it's it's a more complicated process for sure. For sure. Well, let's talk about numbers uh, going backwards again, because we just talked a moment ago about um, how f- for consumers, it, it can be sort of, wow, that's a lot of money for for new build right mm. um there are cases too where we have property owners who are being uh propositioned by developers who say i want to buy your property i'm going to put it together with other ones and here's what i'm going to pay you and the owner goes well that doesn't make sense because if you're going to put new houses on here you're going to make all this money so all you're doing is wanting to make money now that math isn't quite correct right no it's absolutely not and and in fact actually to help um the municipalities and um, mainly staff and council to understand the numbers behind development. We actually put to UDI just put together a performer course. And yeah, it was a three day uh, course on, you know, starting with a very simple performer going into a more difficult one with rental and and leasing. And then another one with uh, BC housing and CMHC, but it was a real eye opener uh, for a lot of, municipal elected staff some people that that did attend it i'm not going to say who Mm -hmm. but yeah it was a huge eye-opener to understand you know the timeline of development and it's not just the developer that that makes all the the rules and everything it's it's the banks the financing there are certain times when they have to developer has to meet um you know their obligations and it just doesn't work sometimes so I, you know, personally, I don't know how they do it sometimes because, I mean, I, I know so many developers and it always seems like they've got so many balls in the air yeah. and at, at any point in time, one of those balls can drop and, and everything can go away after spending months or years and thousands of dollars yeah. on something that ends up being no nothing. It's, right? it's a risky business. It really is. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And, you know, again, there's that perception from consumers about, you know, developers make lots of money. And, um, 
you know, I would have to say with high risk, there's got to be a reward at the end of it because people just don't do it for the goodness of their own heart, right? Well, they're, they're businesses, right? So they do have to make some money or why would anybody do it? Um, and you know what? There probably were times back years ago when developers were making good money. Nowadays, it's, it's, a, tough, it's a tough gig. Yeah, it's not with, for everyone. With everything. Yeah. yeah. It, yes. it, it requires thick skin. It requires uh, tenacity. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll be talking with Mike Miller a little later. And uh, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a great example. But, uh, but, but going back, you know, just as we wrap up our, our conversation here, um, it's an interesting time right now. And one of the big questions is, what's the future going to look like for development in the region? Like, what, what's, what's UDI's position? Yeah, well, you know, I, I've found quite a few silver linings with COVID. And I think COVID has flipped the world on its head. And specifically in development, I think this is a perfect time for municipalities to grab hold of what's going on and make the changes to the policy that can be made to get these you know, the applications and everything through. We, we need more housing. We were in a housing crisis before COVID hit. Um, we're still in a housing crisis. And if you think about it, like you mentioned earlier, we have people moving into, into Victoria from other provinces. We're not letting immigrants in right now. <laughs> Federal government, 400,000 people after COVID lets up. So, you know, we're we have a housing crisis right now when that when the doors open up again we're going to be even bigger trouble so yeah yeah no kidding because you see we can't just open up the city limits there's no, no. space right yeah <laughs> listen yeah. kathy if uh, people need to reach you want to learn more about udi what's the best way to do that absolutely um our website is udicapitalregion.ca um, and my personal email uh, comes to us is uh, udivictoria at udi.org. Fantastic. Uh, UDI, is such, you guys do such important work in the region here. Uh, and, you know, there's so many moving pieces in order to get inventory out there uh, in Victoria. And thank you very much for all of uh, everything that you do. So thanks for coming. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, we need to take a quick break here, everyone. And when we come back, uh, we'll be talking more about what's happening out there in development in Victoria. Back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, JP Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections and Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. We're having a conversation today about the state of building, the, the home building community uh, or the building community in general out there in Greater Victoria. Because of course, this has an impact on the market. We're already seeing a busy market the way it is. Uh, of course, it's always neat getting on your news feed uh, news items. And I bumped into one uh, just over a week ago talking about lumber prices. Uh, and the person that was quoted talking about this is the CEO of the Vancouver Island Construction Association and someone that I happen to know as well, too, Rory Kumala. Rory, thanks for coming uh, on the program today. My pleasure, Tony. Thanks for having me. Uh, let's just dig right into it. Um, so... People often forget about the fact that materials are a 
big part of what things end up costing and not just from a residential standpoint, but also building on the commercial side, right? And what does the impact of the materials cost have in the region here in Victoria? Well, ultimately it drives up prices. And, you know, consequently the construction industry is not immune to the impacts of COVID as they presented themselves, not just regionally, uh, but globally. And, uh, you know, with that has, you know, we've, we've seen a surge in construction continue to drive strong regionally. Uh, housing starts are, you know, still at record levels, despite the fact that, you know, last March, we were thinking that uh, things would quiet down because of COVID. And contrary enough, it, it went the other way. Uh, numbers continued at a high rate. And it was, you know, it was, um, it was up to the industry to keep up with that, that, that inertia of work, the demand. Well, what's happened is that, you know, we, you know, the, the supply and demand has really impacted the cost of materials. It's, uh, you know, it's not been a secret. Um, we did see it early on. We, we looked at it last year uh, in April and thought, okay, if, if demand goes down, we'll be able to manage our inventory. Uh, that didn't happen. And when you have a supply side that's strained and a demand side that's looking for a lot of materials, we have the situation where we have lumber, in essence, doubling over the last year. We have other materials, uh, you know, anywhere from 25, 30 to 50%, depending on the material and the product, increasing. And we're not going to see that go down until such time as we have reliable supply chains and we have, you know, mills and factories producing the capacities, not just for Vancouver Island in Victoria, but also globally. And I think maybe this is something that people sometimes forget about. I mean, we've heard so many stories about people who have their appliances back ordered and it's, you know, waiting, there is manufacturers are waiting, waiting for parts and everything. And a lot of this is a global conversation. So if there is a shortage in lumber, that's not just here in Victoria. It's not. And the demand is coming from the States. We have to remember that we had a very strong export, although it was, you know, <laughs> it did have some political, yes. uh, you know, there's some political elements to it that made it a bit of a challenge and the, the tariffs and whatnot. But the, the United States has a, has a very strong building economy and their demand for BC lumber has, has never been higher. And when we're looking at that, we look at the production of mills. We have to remember that, you know, the, the mills were shut down uh, from April to May and June while they responded to the COVID. Yeah. Uh, and in doing so, inventory got consumed. When they went back, they weren't able to uh, bring their capacity back up to serve the, you know, the reduced inventory. And now what we're looking at now is particularly in the multi-res and the commercial area where wood fiber, wood fiber products, plywood products, the panel products, as we call them, uh, you know, again, I mentioned that um, they've doubled. And we have to remember that things like lumber are a commodity. Uh, you know, the, they don't necessarily correlate to what the mills produce. They correlate to a trading floor that, has its own formula for how those prices like fuel are defined. Uh, so it's not crystal clear that says, well, this mill in, in the interior is doing well. Uh, they're putting the production. Why is that not 
why is that not residing in in BC? They still do. They still have export demand that they have to serve. So uh, there's more of a business um, format there that I, I don't necessarily understand. I'm just seeing the impact of a rising cost. Well, um, it, it, I actually have that uh, that article uh, that I it was on. It was a CTV article that you were you were quoted on. And one of the things that I think is really important for for people to know that that you said, and maybe you can elaborate on is when you're looking at a 2,500 square foot home, the increases mean the lumber cost has gone up anywhere from 10 to $30,000 on that one home, right? And ultimately that gets passed on to the consumer. Yes. Uh, Interesting enough, we've seen a lot of, we've seen a surge in the renovation market, the home renovation. People are not traveling. Uh, they're looking at income and saying, well, we, we, if we're going to do something, let's, 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 let's work on our deck. Let's build a new deck. Let's do a renovation. The renovation market has been impacted as well. New builds are an interesting thing because, you know, where Victoria has a very strong market for new builds, the demand is there to still make a good business case that, um, you know, let's make that investment. It's going to cost 20, you know, it's going to cost $15,000 more in lumber. Um, but it's still feeding a really high market, meaning you're still demanding a premium top dollar for Victoria real estate. So it, it, it may make sense. Well, um, so there would be a confidence because they can see that the market is being driven and there's the interest and our net migration is uh, higher, correct. people coming from out of town. So it's, it's in a way less risky. Right. It is. And you can think that you can build a home uh, from, you know, on a greenfield site and still put it on a market and still make a handsome profit, given the way the markets are going. It doesn't happen all the time. Uh, You know, it's up to developers to be uh, prudent and sophisticated and have a very strategic approach to how they put their product out on the market. Um, But it certainly makes it it's not as um, it doesn't have the same confidence when it comes to. Uh, you know, builders don't have the same confidence because they just don't know where prices are going. Yeah, we've saw we've seen them go up 20, 30 percent in the last four months. We do have a plan going forward with COVID on how to respond with, um, you know, with vaccines. But that's going to take a long time to penetrate and really bolster our markets. So builders are buying high now with the hope that they can recover. And when I say buyers, I mean, you know, general contractors, they're invest. you know, they're not keeping stockpiles of stuff for the most part, but some, some companies such as um, that have to work with uh, HVAC, you know, they're buying inventory because they want to have it on hand. It's more important for them to deliver at a higher price than to, you know, to have delays, have delays. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's an interesting time. Okay. So now we are where we're at right now. You just mentioned uh, it's true. I mean, the vaccine is here, but it's not like everything's going to be back to normal again, just around the corner. Um, how, how does the Vancouver Island Construction, Construction Association feel about the days to come? So in the near future, what, what, can, you, what can we expect? Well, you know, I'm going to start by looking back. We were privileged to be deemed an essential service by the provincial health officer very early on. The construction industry adapted, it imposed uh, conditions on work sites, it shifted its culture so that it could work safely. So I think that we're in a good place moving forward to meet demand. We're still going to be struggling against uh, having an available labor. We, we've been mentioning, you know, we've been talking about for years having a, a, you know, our skilled workforce is being depleted, retiring and 
there's an attrition happening. We have to, we have to fill that. Um, and the workload is still there. The capital works, particularly in the ICI, the institutional, commercial, and industrial sector is still there. Mm -hmm. uh, investment on the island is still running really high. So there's a demand. When there's a demand, that's a positive position, I think, that the Vancouver Island Construction Association and its members can look forward to. They're busy. They're going to stay busy. Yeah. So, you know, from an economic point of view for our region, I think we're going to be in a good place. The challenge we have is we're just going to see higher prices. Yeah. And for the, you know, for the next year, I think those higher, those prices are going to continue to float at the higher level. Once we get some stability and mills meet production capacity, we'll find there'll be a leveling of costs. We'll find that plywood is coming down from $80 a sheet back down to the 40 or $45 a sheet. And we'll have an adjustment there, but it's going to take time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. No. There's a lot of factors in play that, that uh, will affect that. I mean, one of the other things too, is we're talking about um, the, the, the loony is strengthening up right now too. And that's going to have some impact as it, as it typically does. Right. And as you know, from the work that you do in real estate that, you know, it's never, you know, the, the mortgage rates are low money is available. I'm not going to call it cheap, but it's, it's available. And um, you know, there's interest in, in moving the economy forward. We've had, We've had sectors of our economy that have been decimated. And I'm thinking the tourist, tourism sector. I'm thinking the hospitality sector. They've been decimated. And, you know, if anything, we have investment continuing in the construction sector. Mm -hmm. And that, that creates a better community. So, you know, we have to take a bit of the... We're trying to make some good out of this. We're trying to, uh, you know, drive the economy. We're trying to say, here's a good investment. Let's put it in infrastructure. Uh, you know, it's great to see our local development community still driving their projects forward. And as you talked about with UDI, mm -hmm. you know, there are other influences and impacts to, you know, getting projects out the door that, you know, will help move it forward. And the, the, the more efficient we become, um, the, the more we can bring costs down, that will ultimately contribute to the affordable housing uh, objectives that we want in this community. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny because the affordable housing, I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because that, it, that's, that's the common uh, uh, catchword. And it just seems so far away for people right now. Right. Especially in the real estate market, in the, the residential market where there's bidding wars and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it, it will all change when we have more inventory. And, you know, it's it, there's so many factors at play here. You know, um, things need to get built. Things need to be developed. we got to, got to get the product. Man, there's there's a lot to know about. Um, Rory, if people want to learn more about the uh, Vancouver Island uh, construction, um, uh, your group there, what's the best way for them to reach you? Best way is to go to our website, www.bicabc.ca. The Vancouver Island Construction Association. Uh, so much to know. Thank you very much uh, for your time, Rory. It's amazing uh, what organizations like yourself and uh, Urban Development Institute uh, uh, do in the background that consumers actually know very little about. So, you know, um, if you have a chance, our dear listeners, uh, go check out VICABC.ca uh, and learn about the Vancouver Island Construction Association. Thanks for join joining us, Rory. Thanks for our other guests this week as well, too. Uh, and for our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.